This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. Hey everyone, it's Chamber here. If you're interested in accumulating Bitcoin, you need to check out Lolly. That's L-O-L-L-I. You can find them at Lolly.com and on Twitter at TryLolly. Lolly is a free browser extension that lets you earn Bitcoin when you shop online. For every purchase at one of the Lolly merchants, you can earn up to 30% Bitcoin back directly to your wallet. Lolly has partnered with over 500 merchants, including Jet, Overstock, SeatGeek, and Priceline. Lolly is safe and completely free to use. And it's a great way to earn and share Bitcoin with family and friends. Don't miss out on your chance to accumulate more Bitcoin for the next bull run. Check it out at lolly.com. That's L-O-L-L-I dot com. And on Twitter, at TryLolly. I'm Franklin Fitch, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing uh, pretty good. How you doing today? Wonderful. It's Friday. The sun is out finally. It's been pouring here all week. I am The sun is out, but the are weekend. the guns out is the question. Uh, not, not quite <laughs> yet, um, but, you know, they might be out later this weekend. I might hit the pool, you know, strut my stuff, you know. I've been on this diet where uh, no carbs, no sugar, no dairy for the past two and a half weeks. I've Good lost for you. about I've lost about ten pounds. So I've, the, I've just been skipping lunch. You know, that's that's my diet: breakfast and dinner. <laughs> that, hey, that's a good diet. It's, I think that's called intermittent fatting. Oh, yeah, wait, that what? sounds about right. <laughs> um, anyway, and we have a very special guest fourth time on the podcast making him our most recurring guest of all time franklin fitch from deep sea exchange franklin how you doing man man i'm doing swell uh kind of uh finally getting down to a settled point here uh last week has been pretty wild as we as we talked about privately but uh yeah it's been good man and i'm, I'm in a good spirit today uh similarly beautiful day in chicago and uh yeah excited that it's friday have you gotten any sleep? Um, yeah, enough. I think uh, it would depend on who you ask on our team what their relative sleep status is. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the last week was very little, and then I think the last couple of days we've caught up, just because things have started to you know steady out a little bit with the exchange. So uh, sleep levels increasing. 
So for anybody out there listening that does not know, Franklin is the head of marketing for the newest crypto exchange on the market, Beeksy Exchange. You've probably heard him on here before. You've definitely heard about it at the top of every show we've done for the past eight <laughs> months. So if you don't know, now you know. So um, Franklin, welcome back. And uh, we're getting we're excited here to talk everything Beeksy Exchange about the launch. Um, I want to hear I want to hear everything like you guys had uh, you guys had an interesting couple weeks leading up to the launch. The Discord was crazy. Everybody was, uh, I think, waiting with bated breath for it to finally launch. And here we are. So when did you actually launch here? Yeah, so I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it's been a long process. I think the launch wasn't, you know, necessarily like one event or or two events or three events. It was a series of many different events uh, that happened over a period of time. As you said, there was kind of a build up some anticipation in the weeks um, prior to launch. Uh, frankly, <laughs> us getting roasted by the community for um, <laughs> you know some, some natural delays, I think, that come with that stuff. You know, I'd say moreover, launching any kind of software, especially an extremely complicated one, comes with uh, delays and comes with interruptions and comes with, um, you know, flaws and things that you have to work through. So, you know, the process really began uh, last week where we reopened registrations. We had kind of shut off uh, the gates, so to speak, it was like Willy Wonka's, you know, chocolate factory. Everyone's like, where's my golden ticket? Uh, and then we, we reopened the, the doors uh, and had, you know, a period where people could register and do KYC and all that stuff. And then we kind of slowly rolled things out from there. So after that, uh, now all of a sudden we're opening deposits. Now all of a sudden we're opening order books. Now, you know, just the other day we actually opened live trading. Um, and, you know, that was an interesting process. The, you know, few days following that, there's always something that goes wrong. Uh, we had like this little issue with balances where um, people who had you know placed certain orders weren't always seeing their balance credited, uh, and I, that was like our that was our big thing um, that went wrong early on. But we navigated it super well. I thought our devs worked for probably like 48 hours straight to sort it through, uh, and then we actually ended up giving people some bonus tokens for the inconvenience. Our customer support was super beast mode. I mean, they were just uh, constantly you know working through tickets and solving things with high satisfaction rates and relatively short periods of time. So, you know, for, for a launch of a ambitious software, I think it went extremely well. And I think the overall perception by the community is the same. Yeah, I would say so. I've been, uh, while I haven't been saying a ton in the Discord, I've been lurking basically every waking hour. Uh, so I, I have a, my my finger on the pulse of the Beeksy Discord, and I would say uh, I'd say ninety eight percent positive uh, reactions from the Discord. There's always going to be a few uh, descenders that are just angry at life, but <laughs> I think for the most part, it's been uh, pretty successful. So you opened trading on Monday, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So that was when we began um, you know, the, the live trading period. It was Monday or Tuesday. To be honest, we've had this issue in the office where nobody knows what day of the week it is anymore. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's everyone's having this right now. Um, Nick said yesterday something like, uh, when it's Friday, I forget how, how he phrased it, but I was like, buddy, it's Thursday today. Like, you, do you know what day it is? And he's like, like really? <laughs> like, we, we're, I mean, it starts to blend together when you work constantly. Uh, we, you know, we work weekends, we work uh, well into the wee hours of the morning often, 
and then you know kind of leave your ringer on in case someone calls you and something's broken and you got to wake up and fix it so it's uh yeah I mean, I think people are starting to forget what day of the week it is. It was Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> Let's sum it up at that. And, do you, uh, you, know, uh, do you have any Artec uh, barbecue planned to celebrate? Yeah, so we're going to do um, a brunch tomorrow, not, not any barbecue or anything. But we, do, we are overdue for a good barbecue um, by Artec, the supreme leader. So we, you know, we'll probably get uh, some chicken this coming weekend, some pork, and throw it on the, uh, throw it on the old grill. That's awesome. So can you share with us any of the metrics that you've done in the pa- in this week? Like, uh, how has it been in your eyes? Success? Um, everything you anticipated more than you anticipated? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think more than we anticipated. The interesting dynamic there was um, Binance closing US markets being announced, like pretty much the day that we were you know, about to roll out live trading and right after we had rolled out um, order books. That was really crazy because on the day of that, that news, I've quite literally never seen any uh, level of social media activity like that. We had thousands of registrations that day alone. Um, I think in the past week we've done, I don't even know exactly the numbers off the top of my head, but thousands of KYC passes. Um, We've also solved thousands of customer support tickets. And I do want to give a shout out to our CS guys who have busted ass. I mean, they, they are really working super hard. Um, we've had, you know, after the balance issue was resolved, amazing feedback on our customer support. Uh, so thousands of customer support tickets solved with over a 90% satisfaction rate. Um, one metric that I thought was really interesting was our Google page rank. Um, you know, when you uh, look at actually what your, your page rank is as far as your website's concerned, rose, uh, now it's well over 100,000 positions in the span of like 10 days. Um, so that was pretty wow. insane. That means like just a ton of new visitors. We had our first day with um, 10,000 unique visitors to the site and we actually spiked up to 20,000 at one point. Uh, and that's unique visitors, that's new people you know, visiting the site, um, you know, kind of distinct people visiting the site. Uh, the majority of those are you know, people that probably never, never visited BXC before. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and you know, there's a variety of other metrics I think something like two and a half thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, it was, I mean, it was just, it's been a crazy, crazy run. Uh, periods of 48 hours where I've never seen metrics like that with anything I've ever participated in. So the overall span of seven to 10 days has been without a doubt the best ever for our business. Now, how would that, I think I remember you saying that the day that uh, Binance announced you guys were doing something like 250 new registrations an hour or something crazy like that. Uh, yeah, or no, had, sorry, a minute or an hour. Yeah, we had we had like a, a new registration every couple seconds. Um, That's wild. Yeah, and that was that was people completing KYC. Now wow. the the caveat to that is that you know the our KYC provider is super cool. I mean they they have an AI based system um, with this kind of facial recognition technology that's able to match you uh, to your ID document. And so basically, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to go through KYC at like Poloniex or other exchanges and literally will take sometimes years. I've had people tell me that I applied for KYC like more than a year ago and have not heard anything back versus ours usually approves you within minutes. Um, So those are KYC passes at that time. So not only people who, you know, were interested in registering, but went all the way through the process and actually completed a full registration. 
That's in, that's insane. So how does this, uh, you know, these numbers and everything like that, how does this compare to, you know, what either other exchanges you've done that have done in the past that you know about on launch or anything like that? I saw a, I saw, I don't know if it was a GIF or, or something or, or just maybe just a, an image on Twitter uh, and, and it was depicting the volume you guys were doing. I don't know if it was the first hour or that first day, but it essentially put you guys in the top 10 as far as exchanges go. Yeah, so the image that you saw referenced the uh, Bitwise report. And I'll actually drop a little bit of, uh, you know, you, you know how I love to drop some secrets on the show. Uh, yes. I'll, drop, I'll drop one related to that. Um, so we are actually producing a webinar um, with Bitwise. Uh, and our partners at OneTick. And so Bitwise, um, if you don't know who they are, they produced that, um, that kind of syndicated report that went out about uh, exchange volume being fake. Do you guys remember that report? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that one got circulated everywhere. I think every outlet picked it up. It really was um, very widely disseminated. And what, it, what the conclusion of that report was, was there was only really clearly uh, 10 exchanges that aren't faking volume and by the numbers we did so this is staggering to me still we did uh, over a million in volume on Bixi pairs alone in the first hour of operation um, holy cow yeah mind you this is not even a fully operational exchange uh, we haven't ironed out all the kinks with registration we had an early bug um, that said we still did those numbers and I think forever we will be able to hang our hat on that but by the end of day one we had done over two million well over two million i think about two and a half in total volume um and that put us in that bracket of higher than poloniex you know if you look at real volume uh based on that report so what that report was was uh basically saying these are the top 10 that we think have actual legitimate volume that's not being washed or spoofed or whatever um and we would we would have already been in the top 10 exchanges globally by those numbers. That's super impressive. Chamber, what do you think about that? Uh, it's crazy. I mean, just to see, obviously, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've had Franklin on the show, we've had Artec on the show, uh, and just to see where it started from and where it's gotten to now, it's, you know, we always kind of knew it was going to get to this point, I think, in our, in our heart of hearts, but to see it actually happen, I think it's super impressive. Also, you know, we, we alluded it, uh, we alluded to it before, just the, the amount of feedback and um, just openness that Beeksy has in the community as far as transparency goes, as far as, like you said, you know, the, the customer service team doing what they're doing at an at extremely high level, um, all the, you know, see, crypto Twitter can be a little negative place sometimes, and <laughs> I'm seeing people getting converted, some real, you know, venomous tweets coming across. And, you know, whoever's operating the B- the BC Twitter handle uh, is is converting a lot of those ugly, ugly tweets. So uh, I'm just super impressed overall. Thank uh, you. Is man. that you? Is that you, Franklin? You're you're on the Twitter? Uh, yeah, we we joke that that's our intern. So um, <laughs> that's. That's what they call me in the office now. You're, the funny thing uh, that is that actually came from Romano. Did I tell you that? Tell you guys that story? No. Whenever we were getting like roundly roasted over our referral campaign, um, 
Romano had like joked that you know at the very least whoever's doing your PR is is or whichever intern is doing your PR is doing a good job, <laughs> um, which was me. So that's yeah, friend that's of the show Romano. Greatest. Yeah, that that was that was funny to me, and it's still funny to me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I think you're exactly right uh, to call out the the narrative arc there of where we started from and where we're at now. I mean, thinking about where we were when we started Beaksy, or at least, I mean, I wasn't there at the beginning of it, but when I came on, it was a shadow of its current self. I think we've grown tremendously. That's the thing that I would really be most proud of about the Beaksy team is how much development personally and as an organization we've gone through. Um, we didn't even really have a proper office when I started. Uh, it was like, you know, there was a Regis office space. I don't know if you're familiar with those with a bunch of <laughs> yeah. separate rooms. It was very shitty. I mean, it, it sucked. You know, the, none of them were really exposed to light at all. <laughs> um, you know, it was very kind of dismal scenario. And now, you know, we're in an office in a building connected to the Board of Trade. Um, at least one of our offices is, is there. We have another office in Armenia, but, you know, we, we've really progressed tremendously. You know, that office overseas is upgrading to a bigger space. Uh, we've hired, gosh, maybe 15 or 20 new people since I came on. Um, wow. We've expanded tremendously. We had a huge uptick in investment. Uh, we had a huge uptick in growth. You know, we, we signed up a bunch of users. Um, Design-wise and, and platform-wise, things came together really tremendously. We've had amazing cohesion from the customer support department, and listings has been amazing, you know, in terms of, uh, I guess, having that really grassroots approach to the community and working with projects, um, you know, deciding, hey, we don't want to charge a listing fee after initially considering it. There's so many things. There's so many different narrative arcs that we, we kind of progressed through and became better as people, uh, better in business. So that's been, that's been, without a doubt, I think the coolest part of it is the journey from, you know, like you guys saw it early on with us being, I'm not going to say amateur, but not being a fully composed outfit, now to being, I think, competitive with any, any set of teams in the entire crypto industry. I would uh, second that. I think you guys are pretty awesome the way that you've uh, that growth arc has been pretty awesome i think all of you guys deserve uh a hearty congratulations and all the uh fruits of your hard work to you know come to fruition so i think that's pretty cool um i i want to go back and ask you know we just mentioned it really quickly with uh the u.s or binance shutting off to the u.s uh what are your kind of do you have any broad opinions on that as, as you know, either why that actually came, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to throw stones in a glass house because I think any exchange is always um, walking a fine line with, with a lot of what they're doing. Um, because I don't know if, if regulation is 100% clear yet, most particularly for exchanges, I think there's still a, d a wide debate about what is considered a security in terms of traded assets in the crypto market and what is not. Um, and so that can be a dividing line. My, my thought genuinely is that, you know, there was this new regulation that came out. Actually, I believe it was just circulated today um, about crypto exchanges needing to kind of uh, cooperate globally in terms of, you know, uh, data and, and compliance. And... That is, that is something that legacy markets have always kind of had, um, you know, already baked in. I, my guess would be that for a combination of, you know, either lack of licensure or 
what some have called like the regulatory whack-a-mole game that Binance is playing, or what I believe is probably the more powerful driving factor, the lack of consistency in KYC and AML procedures with them, that they kind of determined that the risk level of operating in the U.S. was too high. I mean, and you, you guys remember this. We called this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that, four or five months ago? Six? I, I've yeah. lost count. Um, what we called specifically was this, this coming for Binance. And we also called um, a situation where KYC was going to become industry standard. And I actually spoke about this with, uh, with you know, the gentleman from Bitwise that we're working with. And I think there's, there's kind of a fork in the road coming where you have the majority of exchanges and the in- entire crypto marketplace really progressing more towards the format of legacy markets where KYC AML is standard. Um, you know, there's compliant data reporting structures that are standard. There's market surveillance that is standard. Uh, and there's clear uh, delineation of what assets are uh, going to be considered, be they commodities, securities, or, or otherwise currencies. Um, and then the other part of that path would be now you've got a set of um, people that are radically against that notion. And then they kind of go the atomic swap, you know, anon, we're not going to comply with the structure strategy, which cryptocurrency is also suited for. That kind of peer-to-peer um, anonymized marketplace, you know, currencies like Monero, which are able to kind of still conceal the identity of, of participants in transactions. So I, I really see that kind of as a fork in the road between fully regulated and compliant marketplaces per the status quo, and then this new kind of peer-to-peer marketplace facilitated by cryptocurrency in a truly anonymous and private way. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with either side of things, um, you know, and, and to an extent one side can help the other, but I, I do think that's the fork in the road coming, and to tie it back to Binance, I think they kind of, um, you know, heard the music and were like, well, you know, we, we haven't been um, sort of reporting data or monitoring customers in the way that we should have been to be compliant to operate in U.S. markets. And then you can also get into the debate around BNB as a security if you want to. Um, but I, I would say the main thing is they didn't have the proper user data structures uh, and or licensure to be compliantly operating in the U.S. So that's my, that's my two cents on it. Um, we've tried to do things differently at VXE. Sure. Um, we also kind of saw some of this happening with exchanges that are already operating in the U.S. with uh, some stuff with Bittrex. Uh, you know, we I think we were talking in the Discord about um, how they put out something with uh, proof of funds, um, and they delisted a bunch of coins and. Um, you know, stopped operating in New York state. Um, so same, same kind of deal, or do you see, you know, what's the difference there between what Bittrex, who's a, you know, a U.S. exchange and then what, um, you know, Beeksy is doing to kind of be ahead of that game. Right. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I mean, um, you know, our position is that we are compliant in the jurisdictions we operate in with, with those relevant laws. And I think, you know, it's, it's going to come to a head soon with exchanges, with regulators, uh, with assets that are being traded on those exchanges uh, as to what exactly is, is okay and is not okay. Um, you know, if you look at like a coin center uh, position on digital assets, their position is that the majority of them are not securities. But if you were to talk to 
uh, kind of a bearish regulator, um, their position might be that the majority of them are securities. And so I think what, you know, the exchange is kind of somewhere in the middle of that, um, being positioned in the United States, uh, if you're operating there, that's going to be, that's going to be where the hammer falls. But it, it, it need not be, you know, um, a capitulation thing where exchanges are kind of just pulling assets um, without regard for, you know, what the actual position is. I think you can kind of take a stand there and say, you know, we've, we've gotten legal opinions uh, around these assets. You know, we are complying with the, the laws that we think are the ones that need to be complied with. Uh, if there are new ones, tell us. Uh, if there are ones that we are maybe not complying with that we should be, you know, let us know. But I think it's, it's you know, comes down to a couple things. Do you have KYC AML as standard? And we have from day one. Uh, you know, do you have legal opinions on the assets that you list and their status as securities or not securities? Um, and then are you kind of following the set of rules that um, to your legal counsel are the right set of rules? Um, you know, if it comes down to it, it we would still stand by our, our practices, um, but we've set up our system so that, you know, worst case scenario, geofencing can be done where certain folks can access certain assets and certain folks can't. But we're we're confident in our position that, you know, the assets we're listing are are okay to trade um, for the jurisdictions we operate in. And, and that's been our position. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I appreciate that because I, I think that's the uh, big question that I saw when all that news was dropping that was going on in the uh, in the Discord was essentially, okay, well, why are they having to do this and, and you're not, right? So um, I think that's a, an interesting clarification to, to make and a good explanation. Um, if we have picked up any new listeners since the last time that you were on, talk a little bit about the Beeksy token, how it works, what you're going to be able to do with it, and um, you know things like that, just in case we have new listeners that didn't hear you last time you were on. Yeah, perfect. So Beeksy token functions like a loyalty rewards program would. Um, like you know, you can think of Starbucks points or American Airlines miles is probably the best example. So if you use the American Airlines example kind of um, equivalent, you have a situation where the more points you accumulate, the better your access to different rewards. Um, those points can be used to purchase uh, services, additional features. Um, you know, they basically act like an internal currency for that company, uh, whereby the more of them you have, the better your access, the better your features, the lower your fees, um, the more you can do effectively. And that's very much the case with, with BXY token. Um, so again, it's you know the higher your threshold of BXY, we have what we call user levels. You can work your way all the way up to platinum, and if you're at that platinum level, um, then you're able to do a lot of things and access a lot of features. And especially as we expand out our feature set, that's going to be really really attractive. The other aspect to that is um, reduction of fees, of course. And then I think as as an internal currency mechanism, it can help liquidity provision on the exchange. Um, it can be a base pair, as we said. Our own uh, token pairs did the highest volume uh, by a long shot on the first couple of days. So that was really cool to see. And I think it kind of proved out that, that nature of what that token is and what it represents. And then you have a secondary kind of tokenized feature, uh, is what I would describe it as on the exchange, which is called PLS. So if you're in an approved jurisdiction, there's a couple that are restricted um, because you, know, you could consider a legal argument where uh, that 
that PLS seems like a like a dividend mechanism. Uh, well, we we really think of it as like a passive reward system. Um, we're basically a portion of the trading fees that we collect um, are basically dispersed out uh, in proportion to the PLS holders and the duration of locking of the PLS. Um, the way that you would access PLS is if you're in an approved jurisdiction, you would swap for BXE tokens, uh, and then those PLS would be locked, and then your BXE would be locked, and then the BXE would basically become unlocked um, once the PLS does. And so that's kind of how that works. Uh, it's a way that folks can kind of um, receive additional benefit from using the platform uh, in terms of actual rewards. That's awesome. So uh, pick up your Beeksy is what it sounds like. Um, Chamber, you got any questions here? I got one more before we get into our, our other segment here, if, unless you got any. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. What's your question? I'm, uh, you, you always have the good ones. I'm, I'm well, dope. <laughs> I want to know, you know, so now Beeksy has, Beeksy is launched and um, we have seen how awesome the engine is and everything like that. Um, we are talking to the marketer. What's next for the next couple months down the road? What can we expect to see, you know, from Beeksy in terms of either, you know, marketing or development? What's the, what's kind of first and foremost on the plans? Yeah, great question. So, you know, there's a lot, um, and it's kind of a cop-out answer. I'll try and get into some specifics, but I have had... <laughs> well, you can for, drop all the exclusives, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've had for a while, um, like, many months' worth of marketing planned. So there's a ton of actual marketing activities that will be rolling out, a uh, bunch of educational stuff, um, you know, in terms of analysis and uh, material about how to use the platform, bunch of email campaigns that we'll be running on different features uh, of Beeksy itself. Um, we have this great take a tour feature, for example, which we really want to bring to people's attention. Um, you know, user acquisition being the key here, scaling into users. The goal is to add um, about a thousand users a day. So I think if we can maintain that pace, we'll be profitable very quickly um, because I think we there's a lot of, you know, reasons that um, our margins are, are healthy on the exchange and so we, we've done some analysis, and we think that 1,000 user a day point is going to be a really great, uh, great metric to try and keep ourselves to. And then, you know, there's, there's increasing liquidity on the platform, of course. Um, so onboarding new liquidity providers is a major priority um, that uh, some of the folks internally are working on. You know, there's, there's additional things like expanding the feature set itself. So as we have an advanced trading platform, we want to be able to increase the number of order types consistently. Um, you know, I don't think there's a set pace at which we want to do that, but we know that things like stop loss, take profit are very high priorities. Um, and then variations on the order does blank, um, set of, of trading types. So order sends, order cancels, uh, we want to kind of continue to, to dive into those, um, and other features that are outside of trading types as well. Uh, you know, I think the other aspect to that too is continuing, you know, to explore the regulatory front. Um, making sure that we're, we're always kind of diving deeper there. And expanding the utility of our token is another really essential part of our scaling up process. So making sure that you know, BXY's utility value is always increasing. Uh, every week we try and add some new application of it. So can it be spent here? Can it be used for you know, this kind of remittance? Um, is there some additional benefit that we can squeeze uh, out of it on a consistent basis? So I would say those things are our priorities. I'm sure I'm missing something. Oh, right. So the, the one thing I would be missing there, too, is, is listings. 
um, we, we are still actively exploring listing new projects. Um, so making sure that we're always rolling out consistently those rounds that we've already scheduled uh, for listings and then exploring new ones, evaluating projects that we think have merit. Um, that's another important part of it. That's awesome. So lots of stuff to keep an eye out for for Beeksy in the next coming months. It's going to be exciting. Um, Chamber, are you ready to move on to our little segment here? I sure am. All right. So what we did here, we are calling this segment Fun with Frank. You're saying you want a piece of me? And what we did was we went out and pulled the Discord um, that, you know, the Beeksy Discord for some questions directly for Franklin. And uh, not not all of these are directly related to Beeksy, Franklin. So are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little intimidated by that last statement, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> all right. Uh, Chamber, you want to you want to start us off with the first one here? I sure will. We'll head. We'll uh, head make with sure that. you name who they come from because uh, I want to uh, shout out the people in absolutely. the Discord that you know participated. So this is uh, from Captain Capitulation on Twitter. Uh, also, friend of the show. Friend Captain of the show, Captain. Yeah. I've seen him around. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a uh, he has a two part question here. Uh, first part: Can you ask? Uh, so he wants to know what are the plans uh, slash workaround. Um, that they're working on for the PLS token. Uh, so what plans do we have for the PLS token? I think that is specifically related to U.S. Uh, customers because in uh, currently it is not available in the U.S. jurisdiction. So I think he's asking specifically if there's any plans for that to change and how it might in the future. Yeah, so I don't want to piss off my colleagues and say something that I shouldn't. Um, our general <laughs> Come counsel... Come on, it's Rex Podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But they'll they'll roast me. I talk to you guys only once in a blue moon. I, I have to deal with them every day. <laughs> you have to deal with them every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, our general counsel has a, a theory that, you know, the way that we classify PLS and the way that we construct it... Um, yeah, I got to be careful with how I say this. The way that we construct it can be construed differently. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a way that we can kind of classify it as a different sort of financial product. Um, I guess Got that's it. probably the best way to say it. So that is, that is the, the crux of it. That is probably as much as I can say right now. That makes sense. I think I get what you're saying. Uh, Chamber, part two of that question. Part two of Captain's question. Um, is, uh, has Lux Core, uh, so Lux, uh, filled out an application for listing. Um, I don't know if you're able to talk about uh, future listings. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we usually disclose who has filled out the applications. In this case, um, I apologize, I don't know uh, if they have or haven't. I think so, um, just because oh. I know the name came up um, at some point, but given the relative constant nature of stress and work, I, that, you know, things blur together. Um, I think so. Uh, that, that's that's the best answer. So, sorry, Captain. I think those were kind of half-assed answers on both, but I'm doing my best. Uh, this one comes from uh, this one comes from a good friend of the Discord, Harmonic Whale. 
So these are two part questions. First of all, harmonic whale, he's about to become extinct. I think if you keep, uh, if he keeps at it on the discord, <laughs> um, and then, so he's got two questions here. One, what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? Hmm. And then the second piece is who do you consider your top competitor and why? Both really good questions by whale. Um, I'm going to take them off the endangered species list because those were those were really <laughs> solid questions. No, I have a running joke with him that uh, you know there was this news story about 70 whales dying. <laughs> it's like it'll be 71 <laughs> if you keep it up. So um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So sorry. What was it, what was the first one again? I was thinking about the second. What's one. What's the most challenging part of your job? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. Hard to say. I think the challenging part of it is that um, I have not always dealt with stress very well and when you when you work at a job like this the stress can be pretty constant um, and it spikes to really high levels so I think having effective stress management can be difficult um, you know having healthy outlets I think managing your reaction to situations and not having that impulse stress reaction that, that we often commonly revert back to so I, I think stress management is like one of the more chronic, difficult parts of the job. Um, I think the other stuff is just managing expectations. Um, and that's, there's multiple parts to that, right? So it depends on the audience uh, for which you must manage expectations. Investors' expectations are different than community members. And community members' expectations are different than contractors that you work with. Um, so it, having that ability to navigate and manage expectations amongst stakeholders and constituents in your business is difficult. I mean, I think we're we're doing pretty well at, at that, but that is challenging because you know each audience has different needs and requirements and and wishes and desires and you know, things like that. And then yeah, second one, um, what was it? Sorry, what was the second question? The second one was <laughs> who do you consider your biggest competitor and why? Right, right, yeah. Um, you know, that's tough. I mean, I think for the longest time we we said Binance. Um, I think that's probably still true. But it's a common, you know, we've always positioned our business as like ideally, you know, the, the things that are good about Binance and the things that are good about Coinbase, trying to merge those into one one business. So I would say it's those two um, just because we, we know how pure and simple of an on-ramp Coinbase is. Um, we know the user experience is, is pretty flawless there. Uh, we know the kind of, you know, I, I guess, clout, for lack of a better word, that they have. Um, and then, you know, Binance, we know that they've got retail locked down pretty well. Um, you know, they, they are considered the altcoin trading platform. So I think it's, you know, if we're looking at two, those would probably be the two that I'd position ourselves um, against as competitors that we want to take the best from what they do and leave the worst behind. Awesome. Um, this next question comes from uh, BXY Moon Boy, B O I. Uh, and the question is Franklin, where do babies come from? Uh, storks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the storks go to the baby store. Uh, and they actually, they're wrapped in swaddling cl uh, cloths. And they scoop them up in their large bills. Uh, and they, they deliver them to households that um, put a tooth under their pillow and, and request a baby. 
So that's the that's the short answer. I think that's medically acceptable as well. What do you think, Chamber? I, I, that's the only way I've known it to happen. So check, story, <laughs> only, story checks out. I learned that in school. All right, next question, two-parter here from uh, Frank Gertis from the Discord here says, uh, this first one we might have touched on a little bit, but uh, I'll ask it anyway in case you have a different uh, interpretation of it. How is Beeksy going to deal with restrictions and bans on trading? So I think you might have touched on that already, but if there's anything else you want to add there. Yeah, I think the short answer to that is just that, you know, we would we would opt towards like geofencing. Um, we, we've kind of designed it for that, you know, to have that capability. Um, if you know, we if we put up a fight about some kind of way that we do business uh, and lose that fight, that would be what we would fall back on. And then the second part here is um, related to support. How is Beeksy going to keep up their support when the user amount goes 10x? The support has been great so far. Well, first of all, thanks, fellow Frank. Um, the uh, that's what I've been calling him. The uh, the support team has done a tremendous job. I th- you know I think it's it's well led, um, and we have an understanding of the tools that we use for support. One part of it is creating macros, so those shortcuts to answer questions, so that you save tremendous amounts of developer time, um, or customer support agent time, uh, or you know anyone's time who might have an implication from what that question is. Right, so. If it's a question around uh, UI, or if it's a question around what's planned for marketing, or if it's a question around this doesn't seem to be working for me, why why can't I make a withdrawal, or why can't I make a deposit? Um, do you have kind of a, a quick macro that you can refer that person to that 90% of the time is going to answer the question? I think the other part of it is building out static resources, um, you know, our knowledge portal, our blog, things of that nature that can serve as you know consistent steady sources of information for people so they may not even have to hit the support system um, the other part of that is i think finding efficiencies so finding ways that you can you know improve upon your systems so that you're you're just inherently more efficient um, and then i think the last part of it is scaling from a resource and personnel perspective you know having the ability to hire um, more customer support agents in armenia which is a IT heavy uh, nation, and they are, you know, oftentimes there's there's quite robust, um, you know, ability to hire and, and scale personnel over there who know what they're doing, um, and do it at, for really affordable costs. I think relative to like a Western uh, hiring a Western team, so that's that's a big part of it too, just the the actual personnel and resources. I think hopefully that answered the question, Frank. Chamber, you're up, buddy. All right, this one, I'll be interested to see what your uh, what your thoughts are. This is from Sistoshi Giacomoto, uh, and it says, Frank, I was masturbating the other day, and after completion, I realized that it was stepsister porn. Am I a piece of shit? Um, Satoshi, what? That's from Sistoshi. Straight from the Discord. <laughs> Right. Well, where to begin with this one? Um, I don't know. It's a mixed bag. Like, I don't know. That's. <laughs> I'm not even sure how to. I'm not even sure how to answer this one. I, I'm gonna go with no. Like, it's weird, obviously. 
I don't. Piece of shit is pr- maybe pretty strong for that. All right. Um, Thank God. You're, you're clearly violating some some social norms there. I think. Um, are you like an evil person? Probably not. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really that that one's a very confusing question to answer. So, so <laughs> what I'm getting is Frank is pro uh, stepsister porn. Okay. Fair. I'm not pro. I'm, I, I think I'm I'm, comf- I'm comfortably neutral on it to the to the extent that like. If that's what you, Hashtag. if that's what, I'm, I'm kind of a, like, uh, free will, you know, like, I, I prefer to give people free will where, where it's possible. So, Hashtag you know, comfortably if, neutral. if that's, I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing anything that's, like, causing harm to another person. Um, and if you're not doing that, I guess that's, Except if, your that, if that's what you want to do, like, by all means, buddy, I mean, so, it's kind of a complex moral position on that one. <laughs> Thanks, Satoshi, for that. Wonderful question. Tamer, you got another one? Sistoshi Giacomoto. Um, (laughs) Yes, I do have one more. This one's a a bit more in line. I think that was a little blue from Sistoshi, but uh, this this next one's from Kyle. And Bunch, is this uh, like our our friend Kyle McLean, or is this a different Kyle? No, this is uh, Discord Kyle. Discord Kyle. Yep. Both These from are Canada. all straight from the Discord. Oh yeah, they, he was yeah. from Canada too. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's why. That's why I ask. Um, so this is from uh, Kyle from Canada. Um, he asks, with exchanges like Binance, Bitrix, KuCoin, and so many more being very liquid and popular, what is going to be the catalyst to convert even a portion of their users over to Bixi? Yeah, good one. Uh, wait, um, so hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump in here because. I'm going to add to it really quick because we have another one that's very similar. So this one's from Alan, and it says, In your eyes, what led to Binance's market share gain, and how can Beeksy replicate that? So you can kind of lump those answers together. If I'm not mistaken, if that's the Alan that I'm thinking, he and I have had a literal conversation over lunch over that subject. So that's (laughs) funny that he would ask that um, because I think he knows that I don't have a super clear answer on it. Um, (laughs) It's a mystery to me, the Binance part of that, like how they kind of grew so quickly. I think part of it is timing. In business, timing is everything. Um, And I'll use the example of our launch. Like we literally delayed 24 hours, okay, 24 hours. And I think it made it made a huge difference, uh, the actual live trading launch, because people were like, oh, woe is me, you know, and um, the, the energy in the Discord the day prior was, was super high. Uh, and now other, other aspects of timing have been flawless for us, you know, like the whole Binance closing U.S. markets thing was a huge boon, um, and the timing was bizarre in terms of how it worked out. Like, it really was very surreal to me. So I think timing is really important. I think Binance had tremendous timing. I also think they scaled into what people wanted at that time, which was uh, listings for ICO projects. So everyone was bullish on ICOs at the time, and here Binance was listing those ICOs, which then became altcoins, and you know the rest is history. Uh, and and the other part of that is they have a decent trading platform. It's not it's not that bad, you know. So like compared to other platforms, I don't want to name names that are just trash. You know, they, they, it was a reasonable place to trade. They had stop loss, you know, things like that. So, I think it was that was probably that was probably that one. Sorry, what was the how was the first question phrased? Uh, the first question was phrased with exchanges like Binance, Bitrix, uh, Bitrix, KuCoin, and so many uh, more being very liquid and popular. Uh, uh, what is going to be the catalyst to convert even a portion of their users over to Bixi? Got it. Yeah, I mean the part the answer to this one's 
couple things. For one, we have better technology. Uh, when it's when it's polished up, it's it will be un unquestionably the best spot exchange platform-wise in the world uh, for cryptocurrency. So I have tremendous faith in our devs and our product, uh, which I think will prove itself to be superior. So part of the inherent psychology of crypto traders, I think, is there's no real loyalty necessarily to any one platform. They just want to go where the best experience is. And so we've seen those shifts from like a Kraken or a Poloniex to a Bittrex uh, to a Binance. You know, that there's, there's been those shifts around to different platforms that came out. And I think we're, I would position ourselves as the next step in that, that evolutionary process. Um, the other part of this too is just the, the nature of human psychology. People like to get swept up in a movement, uh, a sort of a paradigm shift. And I think that's the energy that we're creating here is that this is a fundamental paradigm shift in the way that, um, that trading is done in cryptocurrency and the way that a, an exchange approaches you um, and, and deals with you as a person. So that's part of it. And then I think we have, we have literally hundreds of other just crazy ideas um, from all aspects of the business in terms of partnerships, operations, integration, um, wacky marketing ideas, things that no one has ever done. I'll promise you that. Um, I feel very confident that we, we will outthink and outwork our competitors. So I think the rest is inevitable. Uh, wacky marketing ideas, dress chamber like a badger out on a street corner in New York City. Can we make that happen? I think we can make that happen. I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will fast track that actually. <laughs> Instead of the arrow, it'll just be a green candle that I'm flipping yeah, around. Yeah, a green candle that you're flipping around, dressed as a badger. I'm really good at with, it. I can do the. I can do the. I can do all the moves and stuff. So that works out. Ask me about Beeksy. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's very um, Eric right. Andre type skit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, all right. Here is there's two more here that I have. Um, I I don't know what this person's username was because when I copied it, um, it's just a bunch of numbers. So at four four nine two three repeating numbers, uh, he asks, "Do you plan?" And I don't I don't think English is his first language here. Uh, I th I'm going to interpret it how I think it's asked. Do you, I'm guessing he means to say intend to do I, uh, IEOs on Beeksy based on the BXY token like other exchanges have? And then his second part is, is there other utility planned for BXY in the future other than what is already on the uh, plan? Yeah. So I'll just shortly answer the second one yes um i think i kind of addressed that before with the expansion of bxy utility as far as ieos yes we we would like to do them i think that's a no-brainer um but are they shady in their current structure yes they are um there's a lot of problems with ieos right now we've spent a lot of time thinking about it um had some different meetings about it we've met with possible candidates for IEOs. I think we have one really good one right now. The, what our legal counsel has said is that they would have to have utility. The token would have to have utility at the time of sale. Um, basically, as soon as the sale would conclude, that would need to be an immediately utile token for us to even begin to think about doing an IEO. So there's a lot of angles of it. I mean, it's, it's complicated, and I think one thing that we've noticed is that there's a lot of problems um, with IEOs as far as the equitability of them, 
you know, I think we actually talked about this last time. Maybe I, I think I talked about this with you guys where, you know, having, for example, BNB as the um, means by which you access the IEOs only, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, do we want to do something like that? I'm not, is that the most equitable way to do it? I'm not sure. Um, and then there's a lot of problems with the structure of them, you know, whereby certain people were buying up the entire supply and then weird price action happened. It, there's a lot of kind of risk of manipulation with those. So I think they're, they're, those are problems that need to be solved. Like we need to do some serious thinking about those problems before we would, we would launch an IEO. But we do have candidates and we, we would like to do one at some point. Interesting. All right, last question here. I left a fun one for last. This comes from Don't Trade Me Bro. And the question is, would you rather get a paper cut between your fingers every time you touch paper or bite your tongue every time you eat something? I think this one's really obvious, right? Like uh, I would rather me. I would rather do the paper because I never touch paper really. Oh, I'm I would also say paper and Chamber is saying he's the I can see it. He wants to do the opposite. Why would you Chamber? You're gonna need to explain yourself if that's the case. First of all, paper cuts are fucking awful. Okay. The, I bite my tongue ninety percent of the time when I eat anyways, because I eat like a like a savage. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. no, paper cuts are the worst. Yeah. But dude, when, when was the last time you touched oh you okay, I'm see paper I don't I don't know. I'm surrounded I don't... by it. <laughs> That's like a pretty cool rap lyric. I'm touching paper all the time. Um, Yo, I touch paper all the time, bro. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't ever really touch touch paper. So I think that one's really, really easy for me. I'm pretty firmly in the digital world here. Like, I mean, I don't. I even cash. Like, I don't really use cash. You know, I like shilling metal pay. Yeah. Like, I use metal pay if I'm sending someone money. You know, and I'll now use Beaksy. I'll use a credit card. Yeah. I'll use whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, interfacing with cryptocurrency. Like, I don't really have many if if any occasions on an average day to touch paper i i touch a lot of paper and i eat a lot of food so i'm right in the middle on this but i think i'm still going i would rather get the paper cut i would rather get the paper cut dude there's nothing worse than biting your tongue every Uh, time you one thing is worth one thing that is worse than biting your tongue is a paper cut (laughs) no i disagree i would oh man i hate biting my tongue or even worse like the side of your mouth mouth, yeah i can't yeah that's even worse um yeah i don't i mean i just i eat way too much food i'm like kind of a foodie i just yeah could not handle the biting the tongue you wouldn't like yeah you wouldn't be able to enjoy what you were eating or anything like that like it would ruin your whole thing Um, it would be terrible i mean touching paper is not required to live eating food is required to live oh good point that's meta chamber you get that That that's right all right that is our fun with frank segment frank how'd you like that you know that was actually a ton of fun um, <laughs> some of those questions were a little suspect. Um, whatever it's something, I'm not even going to try and say the name, the stepsister one. I'm trying, so to catch, trying to catch me in a weird position with that one. Like, what do you even say to that? I mean, <laughs> look, they, these came right from the discord, Frank. I just, I just put it out there and people sent them in. So, uh, you know, well, they're, they're degenerates in there. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta expect right. some of that. So. 
That's right. Um, all right. Anything else, Chamber? I think we're we're coming up to the end here. We've had a oh, an awesome fourth Beeksy appearance here, giving everybody everything they need to know about um, what Beeksy is, where they plan to go, and some inside baseball stuff there. Um, anything else you want to ask or add, Chamber? No, I'm I'm good. That was a great one, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, and. Franklin, give the people uh, all the social media where they can find yourself and Beeksy and the website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're on Twitter at Beeksy Exchange. Instagram is new uh, at Beeksy Official. YouTube is also pretty new. We got some cool videos coming out there about how to use the platform. Um, I think that's also Beeksy Exchange. Uh, and then our Discord. There's links all over the place. Uh, it should be pretty easy to find one if you just search it on Twitter. Uh, or, you know, you can even do a Google search for it. Um, yeah, and then obviously go register for the exchange itself, Um, You know, there's ref links abound if you want to if you want to go that route. You do <laughs> still get the benefit of uh, Platinum membership for an additional month uh, if you use a ref link. So there's actually some merit to it, um, not just for the sake of shilling. But yeah, I mean, re- really, we were you know early days here, but would encourage you to come and check out the platform. It's uh, you know it's pretty special. I think what we've built is is pretty incredible. Yeah, I think uh, the big thing you should definitely do if you haven't already, if you're on Discord, check out their Discord. That's where you're gonna get all the first information and everything like that. Uh, all kinds of ongoing conversation about. Um, you know, everything going on and, you know, direct access to the team and stuff where you don't really have that with a lot of other places, especially exchanges. Um, Franklin's in there all the time. All the other admins, Artec's in there. All the de- the devs are in there. Like every everybody's in there and very accessible. So um, you've heard us talk a lot about the Discord on this episode, but it's very much worth uh, checking out if you have it. So mm-hmm. um, get there and check them out everywhere else as well. Yeah, definitely the centerpiece of what we do at BXE. So, if you uh, if you come in there, you can chat with me and uh, hopefully don't ask me any awkward questions about uh, <laughs> the uh, material that you watch after work. <laughs> well, how do you know it was after work? Was no one ever said work. that. I, I uh, would hope I mean, that it's after work. You you might be violating too many social norms at that point. I mean, that's come right. on, you gotta take it easy. So, you guys actually got me back into Discord. I. Um, I was I deleted it from my phone. I didn't like using it. I preferred Telegram, but now I'm back on Discord and I'm on it 24/7 now. <laughs> yeah, they they each have their own purposes. I really like Discord as a marketing channel, as a community channel, as a way to organize conversation, uh, keep you know um, information accessible for people. And then I think Telegram is just a better messaging app. So mm-hmm. you know, to me, they, they each have their own use cases. Absolutely. All right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you very much, Franklin. We appreciate you coming on. Um, next time you come on, uh, who knows when that will be, but you, hopefully you will still be the all-time leading recurring guest. Well, I, we should get him something for that, Chamber. I mean, yeah, Is there any sort know. of prize for that? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get you something. We're going to get you something. Well, actually, you know, you, uh, you may be up for uh, – have we tweeted that one out yet, Chamber? Not yet. The – you know what I'm talking I about? I do know what you're talking about. That's tomorrow. 
Okay, so you may be, you may find yourself eligible for a prize sooner than you think, Franklin. So, oh, um, oh then. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. It's very cryptic as we can be. But other than that, for Chamber, I am Bunchu. Thank you very much to Franklin. Check out Beeksy. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. <laughs>